welcome to episode number 19 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and I have invited a very special guest onto the show for this episode to help me discuss the origins of the Disney Cruise Line. As you are probably aware, the Disney Cruise Line is not all that old. The Disney Magic, which was the first ship in the fleet, sailed her maiden voyage back in 1998, which makes Disney a relatively new player in the cruise line industry. Obviously, the Walt Disney family of entertainment has been around a lot longer than that, so I was curious about why and how Disney broke into the cruise industry. I, I knew a little bit of the backstory behind the beginning of the Disney Cruise Line, but in doing some research to prepare for this show, I kept getting the same bits of information over and over from different sources, and I was, I was, getting, I was starting to get frustrated. So I really wanted to learn something different and to find some information that I didn't already know. So then the thought occurred to me, I bet there are people who have spent a lot of time doing research that would, who would know a, a whole lot more about the origins of the Disney Cruise Line than I could come up with on my own. So maybe I could find someone who would be willing to come on the show. And that's exactly what happened. Jim Corcus is regarded as an internationally recognized Disney historian whose research has been used repeatedly by the Disney Company for a wide variety of projects. He's worked as a Walt Disney World cast member with Disney University, Disney Entertainment, Disney Institute, Walt Disney Imagineering Florida, Disney Feature Animation Florida, Disney Vacation Club, Disney Yellow Shoes Marketing, and with the Disney Cruise Line, where he assisted with designing children's classes on animation for the Cruise Line's initial launch. In addition to that, he is also an award-winning teacher, a professional actor and magician, and a published author with 25 books to his credit, most of them on Disney-related topics. His most recent book is More Secret Stories of Disneyland, which is available on Amazon and at theme park, uh, excuse me, themeparkpress.com. Jim has also appeared on TV game shows where he was a winner on The Gong Show and a loser on The Dating Game. He has appeared in several other television shows and films, as well as hundreds of stage productions, and has taught acting and voiceover classes in Los Angeles. Jim has cruised on all four of the Disney Cruise Line ships, most frequently on the Disney Dream, and uh, has given onboard presentations and has also interviewed people connected with the design of the ships themselves. With that, I'm very excited to welcome Jim into the show to talk some Disney Cruise Line. So, Jim, welcome, and thanks so much for coming on. Wes, it's my pleasure, but I think after that uh, uh, introduction, we need to stop here because it won't get any better <laughs> than that, you know? And, and, and in fact, it, it almost uh, uh, sounded like a, a eulogy. So now, <laughs> now I know what somebody is going to say, you know, when I'm... Uh, that's right. Uh, laying in that uh, wooden box, wearing my mouse ears. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yep. But but, but no, th this is this is a real joy to come on and and uh, talk with you. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, uh, the Disney Cruise Line. Uh, as, as you mentioned, I've I've been on uh, uh, each of the ships at, at least once. I'm I'm looking forward to the new ships. Uh, uh, coming online, and, and especially because they're going to be significantly larger than the largest ships that exist now, uh -huh. but it's going to be the same amount of guests right, and right. crew. So that means that 
somehow the public areas are going to be much That's larger right. or much more elaborate and and so I can hardly wait to see what that's going to be like. Yes, same, uh, same here. I, I too am very excited. I, I'm, I'm dying for some more information on those ships. They just, uh, they're not giving it to us quite yet. So, right, and 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 of course they can't even give us the names because <laughs> that's right. it, it, it's bad luck to to name a ship before uh, it is uh, christened. Oh, I didn't so, realize that. Uh, so, oh yes, and and so that's why you know uh, originally. Uh, when they were referring to Disney uh, ships when they're being built, they're referred to uh, by a number. Sure. And and it's the number, you know, of uh, this is the 5,530th right. ship built at, at, at this uh, shipyard. But, yep. yeah, it, it is uh, bad luck uh, to uh, give a ship a name before it is christened because, again, the whole christening ceremony – uh, is to uh, guarantee good luck and sure. uh, ward off uh, evil spirits. But maybe uh, uh, as we get closer to the launch dates, uh, you'll you'll run a contest on your uh, website where uh, uh, listeners can uh, uh, suggest Absolutely. what are the possible yeah. oh, yes. names. Yep, yep. I uh, I already have my kind of uh, uh, list guesses, going here. Right? What's that? You you already have your guesses. I do. What, I have a couple guesses that I'm not I'm not revealing quite yet. <laughs> well, you know, the original uh, Disney cruise ship was supposed to be named the Walt Disney. That was what how what uh, Michael Eisner wanted to name that ship. And oh wow! The, and, and there was um, uh, some challenges with that. Uh, among the fact that he wasn't necessarily on good terms with the Disney family. And uh -huh. so basically Eisner uh, said, well, if I can't name it Walt Disney, I'm going to name it after Walt Disney made what Walt Disney made. And that sure. was magic. Oh, wow. So very mm -hmm. interesting. That's awesome. Well, Jim, that's, you know, that's really one of the whole reasons that I wanted to have you on the show for, for stories like that. And, um, you know, we're already off to a good start here. So one thing I was wondering, what does it mean to be a Disney historian? Is there some sort of certification it means process? that you're broke, that uh, uh, trolls <laughs> out there will say terrible things about you, you know, no matter, you know, uh, actually Disney historian is is a term that I coined myself. Oh, okay. In the 1980s, for an appearance uh, on uh, Entertainment Tonight. Uh, at the time, uh, there were film historians, and in fact, Leonard Moulton, who was a good friend and still a good friend of mine, identified himself as a film historian. But as he was writing about uh, animation, sometimes he he would describe himself as an animation writer. And people would go, oh, what characters did you write? What movie did you write? And so since he was a film historian, he just transformed it to animation historian. Oh. And in fact, when I was living in Los Angeles, I was an animation historian. I wrote for um, Animation Magazine and a, a bunch of other uh, things. But uh, on Entertainment Tonight, I was being interviewed specifically about uh, uh, Disney and um, – so being identified as an animation historian just doesn't cut it if you're going to be talking about Disneyland sure. or or Walt and, and whatever. So uh, uh, in in a uh, moment of brilliance, I, I said, well, you can identify me as a Disney historian. Oh, okay. And uh, so that is the first time it was ever used. Uh -huh. And I just continued to identify myself as, as that because – 
that's actually what I was doing. I, I, I was, you know, uh, researching and, and sharing information about the history of Disney. And then uh, it, it was just such a natural term. Um, other people pick, picked up on that, which, which was fine, because I, I certainly never considered myself the first Disney historian. Uh, the term Disney historian has now uh, evolved into uh, as someone, of course, who uh, researches Disney history, uh, you know, who uh, does original research. You know, we, we have an mm -hmm. awful lot of people out there who cut and paste from different sure. websites and all that. People who do original research, you know, interview, you know, an Imagineer or an animator or, or go back into the newspaper files and find these articles and uh, things uh, like that. And not only that, but you don't just research you want to share that with others. And, and the difference between working at the Disney archives and being a Disney historian is that the archives, it's closer to being like a librarian where you're gathering material, uh, you're cataloging material, you're preserving material. Mm -hmm. With a Disney historian, you're taking the information that you have found and you're telling the story behind that. Okay. How do all of these facts uh, relate. Okay. So, uh, so Jim, when, when we were going back and forth, uh, before, um, you know, before we, we, we set up a time, you, you mentioned something really interesting to me that, that Walt Disney was a fan of the cruising industry and even mentioned, Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, well, and, 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 and again, he had no, uh, um, uh, uh, choice, but, but to, uh, uh, enjoy cruising because in the time period that uh, Walt uh, lived, we're talking, you know, the 30s, 40s, 50s, um, you know, uh, plane travel was very limited, very, um, uh, gosh, un unsure, perhaps, yeah. you know, t taking your life in your hands yeah, in those propeller-driven planes. Sure. And so, the only way to get, uh, you know, across a country or, or from one place to another is is you took a train mm -hmm. or, um, you know, you took a ship because because uh, again, you know, even the roadways uh, really uh, weren't effective sure. until you know the Eisenhower administration and you're you're getting the freeways and and all of that. And so for Walt, especially when Walt needed to. Uh, uh, get to Europe, or he needed to get to South America. You know, he would be on a, uh, a cruise ship, uh, oftentimes with uh, uh, his wife Lillian. And in fact, there's lots of pictures of him aboard cruise ships. And interestingly enough, and thankfully enough, uh, uh, Disney uh, uh, reproduced some of those photos, and those are um, on the uh, uh, Disney uh, cruise ships. You know, Walt would often take his uh, uh, entire family uh -huh. uh, cruising in those days was a, a lot different than uh, sure. what we run into today, and probably more uh, of a means of transportation, right? Yes, yeah. Well, and and again, you know, you have that song, "A Slow Boat to China." You know, mm -hmm. it, it 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 would take you know days sure. to, to to get uh, anywhere, which is one of the reasons Walt never went to China because it would have taken too long. <laughs> yeah. and there were just too many things to do, but uh, to get to Europe or to to get to South America, th that was a little quicker. And also, there was uh, business in those areas that he had to, 
you know, um, uh, take care of, whether it was uh, filming, you know, live action films or dealing with the uh, merchandise or, oh, okay, here's an exclusive. Here's an exclusive right, okay. just for your listeners. Yeah. This is why you listen to this podcast <laughs> All right. is, is to get not just accurate information, but get, but to get information you can't get anywhere else. Absolutely. Um, I, I was very fortunate uh, to know uh, Diane Disney Miller, who, who is uh, Walt's uh, uh, oldest daughter. She created the uh, Disney Family Museum in San Francisco that uh-huh. everybody should go to. Okay. Um, but uh, she was very supportive, very complimentary of, of my writing. And so I had um, access to uh, talk with her, and I tried not to abuse you know, that access. Sure, but yeah. Her, her, you know, she had so many stories that nobody had heard anywhere else. And, and at one time, I uh, uh, talked with her. Uh, I was a speaker at the Disney Family Museum a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I, I talked with her uh, because I had just come off of, of uh, a, a Disney uh, uh, cruise, and I was telling her, you know, uh, how much fun I had and all that. And she said, well, she said, you know, cruising drove my father up the wall <laughs> and i said what do you what do you mean yeah. and and she said because you know he always had to be doing something and so in the the cruise ships of that uh, time period there wasn't you know uh a lot of activity right. a, a lot to do and so after a couple of days you know uh, he would get very antsy and so he would start to look for things and she said one of the funniest things was he got involved with a um, uh, shuffleboard uh, uh, competition uh, <laughs> that lasted for a couple of days with some Catholic priests <laughs> who had been on a pilgrimage. And I guess he stumbled across them uh, uh, on board yeah. playing shuffleboard, and he just got involved <laughs> as well because, of course, he was also very uh, uh, competitive and yeah. he just enjoyed that. But, you know, it, it just drove him crazy. And she said, you know, one time he talked about, you know, gee, I wonder what it would be like to have, you know, a theme park on a cruise ship. And, and of course, you know, my mouth drops down yeah, to the floor yeah. and, and, and my eyes shoot out of my skull, sure. you know, just like a cartoon. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, I've, I've never heard that before in my life. Where would, and, and, and Diane said, oh, yeah, he, he was always working on um, lots of different projects. She said, uh, you know, he, he was working on, on, on an idea of doing a theme park in an enclosed space. Okay. So in, in St. Louis, Missouri, he had plans. Because of the weather, you, you can't expose it, you know, to, to the uh, normal weather. Right. Uh, he was going to have an indoor theme park. It was going to be five stories high. Um, it would cover about three and a half acres. And, uh-huh. yes, he was going to have a Circle Vision theater <laughs> in there. But there, that was where um, Pirates of the Caribbean was first going to be. Okay. It wasn't Disneyland. It was yeah. going to be in that St. Louis project. And, um, you know, the, there were, there were some other, uh, dark rides inside the building. He was going to have this huge steamboat, uh, you know, uh, on an artificial, um, uh, pond, you know, and the paddle wheel would go, but it would be a restaurant. 
So he was having all of these ideas, and he was thinking about, what can I do in an enclosed space? Uh-huh. Because that way I can control lighting, I can control right. the sound, yep. and, and all of that. And so he was looking at, uh, he had just tossed out one time. Uh, and again, there's no concept art. He didn't assign yeah. you know, somebody to explore any of this. But he tossed out the idea of, what if we had a Disney theme park on a cruise ship? And I'm sure he wasn't thinking of Florida. I think he, he was thinking that it would be, you know, out in California sure, because yeah. it would be close by where, where he could go and, and, and do that. But, you know, once you get out to sea, you know, what can you do? Especially, you know, if you don't gamble, you know, and, and Walt really didn't uh, uh, gamble every now and then he'd, get involved with a, a card game or, uh-huh. or something, but that was more for social, you know, rather than, oh, I've got to win, and, you know, and, and what, what are the right, odds right, on this? Right. But, but, yes, so uh, uh, Diane just blew my socks off yeah, that's... that it was Walt Disney himself who <laughs> had thought about, I wonder what the possibilities right. are of having a, um, a, a theme park, a Disney theme park uh, on a cruise ship. Wow. And... Uh, you know, and and Walt was just filled with with ideas. Sure, you know, yeah. on, on his deathbed, he talked to his uh, son-in-law Ron Miller, and he says, "You know, if I could only have another five or ten years, he said, I would do things that would be so much greater than anything I've ever done up to this point." And this is a man who created Mickey Mouse. The last cruise he took uh, was, you know, just a couple of months before his. Uh, he passed away. Uh-huh. He uh, had uh, rented uh, a, a little uh, uh, ship for the entire family, and they, you know, they took that uh, uh, trip up uh, to British Columbia, and you know, they did uh, 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 fishing and uh, all of that. And, and on deck, Walt had all these uh, books about uh, uh, city planning and all that that he was he was uh, cool. uh, going through. And and I, I'm glad he had that uh, uh, time where you know he could spend it with his entire sure, family, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, back together. But again, you know that that's one of the uh, uh, that's that's one of the things for uh, uh, you know that at least Disney cruises are. You get the family together, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and so yeah. Cool. Uh, nice. Yeah. Cool stuff. Very so cool stuff. So, is this the type of stuff you want to know about? Absolutely. Yeah. And that was that's that's a great story for sure. Let's um let's fast forward a few years to uh the the big red boat, which was essentially oh, the gosh, the yeah. origin of the Disney Cruise Line. So, what what was that, and how did that partnership come about? Oh my 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 gosh! And um, you know, I'm a California boy. I grew sure. up in. Uh, uh, Glendale, California, which is adjacent to Burbank, which is where the Disney Studios are, and so that, that's also one of the ways I, I started to become a Disney historian. Is you know I'd go to the Glendale Burbank phone book and look up names you know that I had seen yeah. on the yeah. the credits of the Disney TV show, you know, and uh-huh. uh, they lived in the Glendale Burbank area. <laughs> you know, I, I'm interested in animation. I, I saw your name on TV. You know, yeah. how do you make this yeah. move? Cool. And uh, some of them were very gracious in allowing a teenager to come over and uh, talk to them. And I tried to be respectful and all. Uh-huh. And so, um, you know, that was the start. But I remember very clearly uh, being out there in California and watching um, 
the uh, uh, the Christmas parades, you know, uh-huh. uh, on on TV, the Disney uh, Christmas parades, you know, out at uh, Walt Disney World. Yep. You know, which which I figured, well, I'm never going to get to Walt Disney World, so I might as well just watch TV and see see what's there. Mm-hmm. But but they would have these advertisements about you know. The big red boat, which uh, uh, you know, the tagline was the official cruise line of Walt Disney World. Uh-huh. You know, and 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 uh, of course focused on on pictures of you know the Disney uh, uh, characters, uh, character costumes. You know, running running around and oh my gosh, you know, and it's like yeah. I'll never be on a cruise in my life. But you know, <laughs> that's nice to know that that's uh, out there, and and that was from uh, Premier Cruises. Premier Cruises started in. Uh, uh, 1983, and 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 the guys who started it thought, you know, all of these cruises are going out of of uh, Miami or Fort Lauderdale, but the research that we're doing is that most of these people going on these cruises live in the Central Florida area. Uh-huh. So if we go out of Port Canaveral. You know, that makes it easier for them. Uh-huh, right. And all these other cruises are doing this sort of um, Las Vegasy stuff. Sure. You know, what if we appeal to a family audience, and instead of making it a week-long cruise, we'll, we'll do a three- to four-day cruise. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so uh, in uh, 1983, they, they started, and in 1985, they partnered with... Um, uh, Disney and the reason Disney partnered with them is because the package was you'd go out on a, a three or four night cruise and then you'd spend three or four nights at right. Walt Disney World. Right. Yep. You know, and and what an economical vacation alternative. Sure, you know, yeah, and yeah, and and, and so yeah, you you. You go to the parks, and then you go out on the cruise as the the final big finale, or you go out on the cruise, and then you come, you know, uh, back to the parks. And so Disney saw this as really a uh, win-win, yeah, you sure. know, situation, you know, and and especially you know when you saw those commercials, I I thought, gee, you know, that would be nice. I've never been on a cruise in my entire life, but that would be. That would be so cool, and you know, and I kept, and and again, you know, you're you're seeing it in the context of the uh, Christmas parade special, where they're also showing, right. you know, the new attractions being built at yep. at Walt Disney World and the behind the scenes of how how this is being done, um, and and this also appealed to uh, Michael Eisner, who had just come on board, you know, and a lot of people say bad things about Michael Eisner and and I believe he did become sort of toxic for the company towards uh-huh. the end there but but in the beginning he was he was that shining knight and sure. and he was transforming a a mom and pop company into an entertainment you know empire yeah. and and he was looking at you know what things can we do to diversify because 75% or more of the income you know for Walt the Walt Disney company was coming from the parks. Sure, yeah. You know, because at that time, you know, the films were just dead, yeah, <laughs> dead yeah, on yeah. arrival out there. And so, because they hadn't quite hooked into, you know, the new audience that was out there. And so, you know, Cruise Line, hey, this is a way to, you know, pull in, uh, you know, uh, some bucks. But Michael Eisner, being Michael Eisner, 
uh, took a look at this and said, wait a minute, are we giving away money? Okay. Yeah. You know, Michael Eisner never wanted money to leave Walt Disney World uh, property. So, uh-huh. you know, he, he, he created Pleasure Island so that it would, you know, destroy Church Street Station uh, in Orlando that had all the themed uh, um, restaurants and yep, yep. Uh, Phineas Foggs and uh, all of that and the, the shopping. And, and he, he greenlit Bush Gardens. Uh, he greenlit uh, Animal Kingdom to kill Bush Gardens. Oh wow! Which, which had all of the the animals and had the thrill rides. And originally, Animal Kingdom was going to have a lot of uh, thrill rides until they found out how much money it took to take care of live animals. And Disney MGM Studios was to undercut, you know, Universal Studios. Sure. And Typhoon Lagoon was to undercut Wet and Wild. And so he's taking a look at this and uh, he's going. You know, money is leaving Disney here. I let let's take a look at this. But the other problem they were having is they were getting a lot of complaints because again, they were supplying, you know, Disney Entertainment and of course it was, you know, the official cruise line of uh-huh, Walt Disney right. World, you know, that that had been licensed uh, as the uh, uh a key line uh yeah, there. Yeah. But but Disney wasn't controlling anything else. It wasn't controlling the food. It wasn't controlling uh, uh, the rooms, the accommodations, the service, uh-huh. things like that. But people perceived this as, sure. hey, this is Disney. And so Disney was getting all of these complaints, and it's like, we can't do anything about this. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know? So um, they sat down uh, uh you know, a little before, uh, 1991, uh, you know, uh, Eisner and Frank Wells and the others, you know, they, they sat down and they said, you know, we got three choices here. Actually, we've got four choices. We, we can keep going, you know, yep. uh, with Premier. And, and again, they had painted the, the boats red, completely red, so the boats stood out from any other boat right. there. And it also seemed like a little uh, toy boat. Uh-huh. You know, so you've got that family thing. We can yeah. either stay with Premier and the big red boat, or um, we can go out and try and find, you know, a, a more upscale uh, cruise company, mm-hmm. cruise line. Because, because again, Premier was using used cruise right, ships right, that they, right, were, right. they were rehabbing there. Uh, or we can get out of the business entirely. Or the or. riskiest thing yeah. is we can jump in. And do this uh-huh. ourselves. Yeah. And um, it was Frank Wells, and, and I don't think Frank Wells gets enough credit for for what he uh, did to contribute to the uh, uh, Disney company, just like I don't think Roy Disney gets uh-huh. enough credit, you know, for getting Walt Disney World built and all that. And Frank Wells basically said, you know, look, we're already doing these things, you know, we're we're running you know, uh, uh, resort hotels. Right. We're handling food and beverage. We're handling merchandise. We're handling entertainment. We're handling, you know, worldwide sales. You know, we're doing everything that a cruise ship does except drive the ship itself. Yeah. Right. And that's something we can learn how to do. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. And, um, so, you know, they debated about this, and so actually uh, uh, they pulled out from uh, 
uh, premiere in uh, 1992, mm-hmm. and premiere then licensed Warner Brothers cartoon characters, you right. know, Bugs Bunny right. and yep. the Looney Tunes yep. and all that, to to take that place there uh, and keep that you know family at- atmosphere. But from January to November 1992, uh, the Disney Company was negotiating with both Carnival Cruise Line and Royal oh, wow. Caribbean Cruise Line. Because, again, they felt this is more upscale, uh-huh. so this is more, you know, in tune. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. With, with the Disney quality and, and all of that. But as those negotiations were going on, they saw that um, neither of these cruise lines really got, really understood Disney's approach to customer service. Uh-huh. You know, um, and uh, they... And Eisner, and I give him full credit for this, realized that they would never understand. They would never commit to, we've got to give the guests more than uh, uh, what they expect. Uh You know, and uh, so it was like, okay. And and Eisner also, you know, uh, he wasn't always altruistic. Uh, At at that particular time, uh, the cruise line business was really booming in the 1990s oh, okay. you know okay. and and so it's like yeah we we can get on board on this and and the the real hero of the story is uh uh Larry Murphy he w- he was uh an executive uh, vice president and and his his uh um, whole uh job description was to expand Disney into other business areas and so he was, you know, quite the cruise line advocate because because you don't realize these Disney executives had no clue. Yeah. You know, the top executive board, two or three of them had been on maybe one cruise. Uh, uh, Wing Chow, who, uh, um, you know, great uh, designer who, you know, supervised so much architecture and, and supervised the building of of the uh, uh, Disney ships, he said, yeah, I've seen some episodes of The Love Boat. <laughs> you know, this is, this is the Disney expertise. Yeah, so, yeah. so they have to go out and, and, and they have to, you know, uh, uh, talk with uh, those people who are in the business. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, they, they do the typical Disney thing, which is steal people from cruise line companies, you know, offer them more money, offer them, you know, uh, the opportunity, uh, uh, to do this and all that, you know, uh, of how are we going to get this, you know, to, to work. And, and most importantly, how are we going to make, uh, you know, the Disney cruise ships, um, different. You want that ship to stand out. That's why premier painted the ships red. You know, you have the big red boat. And so when that pulls into a dock, you know, wow, you know, right, you immediately yeah. know. You don't confuse it with any other ship. Yep. And and for those of you who have been on um, a, a, a Disney cruise, when a Disney cruise ship pulls into a dock, it's significantly larger yeah. than the other ships next to it. Absolutely. And, but, but and, again, and more impressive, too. Yes. And so you want the out the exterior to look you know, uh, impressive. So, uh, you know, uh, Disney was looking at, at, at designs and there was a real, um, battle within the, within the company, you know, uh, Eisner was leaning towards something, 
you know, more traditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eisner remembered, you know, sending off his uh, grandparents on the Queen Mary on one of the voyages uh, uh, to Europe. And he remembered, you know, all of the pomp and that went with yeah, it yeah. And, and, and all that. But other people go, look, you know, we're the Disney company and people are expecting innovation and looking towards the future. And so you, you want something, you know, uh, uh, much more distinctive. And, and so when the designs came in, uh, one was actually a, sort of a reimagined version of Captain Nemo's submarine, the oh, Nautilus, wow. from 20,000 Leagues Under, Under the Sea. So it didn't look like a submarine, but it, it you know, there were elements sure, that, sure, yeah. uh, you know, refer, reference that. Uh, I, I saw one uh, that was pointed at both ends. And, um, Along the sides, you have these uh, slanted uh, diagonal panels, you know, and you have what looks like a, a, a flying saucer, you know, on, wow. on, on the uh, on the top. There was another one where the profile would have looked like a floating swan. <laughs> uh, there, there was a, another one that was painted in such a way that it looked like a, a citrus plantation. Wow. But a citrus plantation that was grown in an aquarium, and and down on the on the hull you had a, a row of leaping fish, cartoon fish, yeah. not real fish, cartoon fish. Oh my goodness! You know, uh, leaping along the side uh, of uh, the hull. There there was one called the Fantasia that w- was you know, uh, uh, super extreme in 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 terms of its. Uh, 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 design and 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 so they were going you know all over the map to you know they, when people see this they've got to immediately say this is a Disney ship sure yeah but but again what Eisner wanted Eisner wanted that feeling of romance you know the classic yeah. age of, of of cruising of, of the 30s and the 40s Elegance, where the yeah, where there was the elegance, and 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 you know, you uh, even if you didn't experience it personally, you know, you saw it in, in movies. You saw yeah, it in, sure, in, sure. in Fred Astaire movies, or or uh, an affair to remember, or whatever. You know, these people on the cruise ship, and it just looked, you know, so classy and so you know, oh look how calm this is, and you know, uh, whatever. And uh, so. Um, they became. They went more and more uh, in in that uh, direction. But but again, there were there were some false steps along the way. I, I've seen uh, some designs where they had um, the funnels, but the funnels were at such a slant, and there was a curve at the top of the funnel, so they looked like waves. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, it, and so. I guess I'm I'm thankful I don't have to be in a position where I have to make, you know, a choice between <laughs> right. different things. You, you know, there's that classic story where it, where a young animator had had worked hard on this one uh, sketch and he brought it up uh, to Walt and and he says, you know, well, what do you think? And Walt uh, po- uh, paused for a moment and he says, you know, it, it's awfully difficult to choose between one. Yeah, Walt wanted a lot of different <laughs> right. possibilities because you know maybe you want to pick something from this and you want to pick something from that and you want you know, um, 
because Eisner said, you know, when he looked at the cruise ships that were out there, they just looked like floating hotels to him. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, they, yeah, they, yeah. they didn't look distinctive. They didn't look like, you know, it would be fun. And and so they came up with, you know, that, that classic uh, uh, design. And, 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 of course, you know, uh, the thing that I just really love about Disney is they do all this little uh, uh, subtle stuff that, that – you know, it's so right. It's so right. seamless. Absolutely, yeah. That it doesn't occur to you. But if it wasn't there, you know, you'd notice it. And so, uh, I, I think all of your listeners realize that the cruise ships are painted like Mickey Mouse. That's right. Yeah. So you're yeah. using black and white and red and yellow, and that that's basically about it. There, there's the gold filigree, but that falls into the the yellow there uh, range there. And and of sure. course, yeah. it, it's not traditional black. Because they felt that black would make it look like a funeral ship. Right, yes. It's actually, you it's, know, so it's only 87% black. Uh-huh, yep. the, the rest yep. of it is blue mixed in, but it's a dark blue, so, you know, you don't uh, uh, sense that. And and and, and that was a, a story that I don't know whether you can tell during the Me Too era, is <laughs> they were struggling to find, you know, that color. And... Um, uh, one of the uh, uh, cast members named Monica came in, and she's wearing these black pants, but they've got you know that that blue in them. Uh-huh. But but yeah, so so uh, the uh, the color of the ship is actually called Monica Blue. Oh, okay. yeah. Because they could not find that color anywhere else. It was just on on that pair of pants that uh, that uh, she was. Uh, uh, wearing and and of course you know the the lifeboats uh, in the classic ships the lifeboats were you know up on the top deck right for safety yep. reasons now they're they're now on the uh, promenade deck but but again you want to do a ship that looks like you know uh, it's classic so what the designer did is on the upper deck he did the the windows but he divided them into modules that are about uh, uh, 12 meters long and okay. so and, and curved and so from a distance it looks like there's life oh, wow. up there at wow. the top you know and, and cool. again it doesn't occur to you. you you know you're driving into the uh the terminal and all of that and you're looking up and it just looks right yeah. you know it doesn't occur to you they go wait a minute that's <laughs> not a lifeboat up there yeah, wow. and, and of course they're they're yellow lifeboats, and they're painted the exact same color as um, Mickey's shoes. Right. Uh, those who, listeners who are who are artists know that there's a uh, Pantone color chart, uh-huh. and so when you do a a, a character, uh, each section is assigned a particular Pantone color, so that the color stays the same. You know, it yep. stays consistent. Right, so okay. Mickey's shoes are always this Pantone uh, uh, color oh, wow. of yellow because there's like dozens of different yellows. Yeah, you can yeah, pick yeah. From. But <laughs> the regulation color uh, for the Coast Guard and all that for orange. safety is orange. Yeah, yeah it's got to yeah. be orange so that it can be seen. Right. So right. Disney had to petition and uh, get uh, special permission from the International Maritime Organization uh-huh. to use yellow. So it had to prove right. that the yellow was 1% as, as bright as the orange oh, wow. and 11% brighter than a red color. 
Oh. So that it could be easily seen, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. uh, if it if it was uh, uh, out there, you know, in the water, you know. But but the life jackets are still orange. Right. So yep. when you do that life jacket drill, yeah, you know, the, the drill. Yep. first day on the ship there, yeah. Although now, uh, when I went on in uh, January. They no longer make you put that's on right. the life that's jacket. That's right. That's a that was a, a very welcome change that they that they made. <laughs> yes. Certainly a, a good yes. change for pa- the, the the passengers. Well, I, I I hope I will feel that it is a uh, welcome change <laughs> if the boat ever sinks and I'm out there and I'm struggling with. Okay, now where do I put this? That's, that's where's a, the whistle? That's and, a fair you know, point. That's a fair point. I don't know if this light is working here. You know. Uh, <laughs> You know, and um, the exciting thing uh, for Disney, too, is they built their own cruise terminal there right, at, yes, at, Port at Port Canaveral. Canaveral yep. and, and again, I think sometimes, um, you know, I have this complaint about Walt Disney World that has now become sort of a, 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 a reservation vacation. Uh-huh. You know, you're rushing for your yeah, fast exactly pass right. or yep. whatever the app has or the, the reservation for, for dining. You know, I grew up. I'm I'm that old. I grew up during that time where you could just walk into the park. Yeah, oh, man. And if that, you felt hungry, you went into been awesome. a, a restaurant. Or yeah. you, you wanted to go on a ride, you go, oh, oh, that line looks short <laughs> enough. I I could do that. You, you can't do that oh, anymore. Oh yeah, it has totally changed. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me get my grumpy old man cane and wave it up up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, get those kids off my lawn. That music's too loud. I can't understand the lyrics. But, but um, you know, the, the same thing happens at the cruise terminal is, is you're so excited to, you know, get on the ship. And, again, I, I don't know how many people have uh, – I have friends who have only gone on the Disney cruise. They've never gone on any other cruise line. Yeah, that's me it, too, it, yeah. It's, it, it's much more challenging at, at other places. Okay. But it's so smooth it's a, that, yeah, that you don't smooth. notice. You know, look at this uh, – the floor. It's the map of the Caribbean Sea, yeah. you know, and, and where are you going to be? There's – there's that full-scale model of the Disney Magic uh, uh, cruise ship. There, there's themes in terms of waves and and colors and yeah. and uh, all of this. And and uh, you know, it's like wow. You know, this is so cool. You know, all this attention right. uh, uh, to to detail. You know, and it's Absolutely. like wow. You know. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, well, so. Uh... Jim, this has been awesome. Let me let me uh, let me just ask you this question to kind of to kind of what impact do you think the Disney Cruise Line has 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 had on the the cruise ship industry? Well, I I, I think it has um, upped the expectations. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, uh, there 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 are many people who really just don't care for the for the Disney Cruise Line. Uh-huh. I, I have friends who who don't at all, even though it you know it's divided into you know. Here's where the kids are. Here's the family. Here's the adults. So if you don't like kids, you can spend all your time in the adult section. Right. You can spend all your time at the adult section at uh, Castaway Key, uh-huh. which, by the way, Serenity Bay, that's where they filmed that scene of Tom Hanks and uh, right, yeah. Daryl Hannah from Splash there. But, but anyway, there's some people who just don't want to have any kids at all. Uh-huh, right. In fact, in fact, I have uh, one friend um, who doesn't want to see any of the shows at all. Oh, really? You know, 
Interesting. Yeah. And I said, Henry, these are Broadway quality they, shows. Yeah. And these are, you know, and, 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 and they're reasonably short. You know, we're not talking a two hour show. Right. Here. We're, we're talking, no, I you know. know, 45 minutes, you know, whatever. Yep. And no, just not interested. But I think in general, the Disney Cruise Line has upped the expectations uh, that people have when they go on other cruises. Sure. You know, even though other cruises sometimes offer things uh, that the Disney Cruise Line doesn't offer, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. whether it's unlimited Wi-Fi or whatever. Right. But but basically, you're getting that service and you're getting that immersive experience. Right. I, I tell people one of the things that makes a Disney theme park different is it's not just a physical experience. Uh-huh. It's an emotional Absolutely, experience. yep. Yep. And when you go on to a Disney Cruise Line ship, you're having that really immersive, emotional experience. You yep. know, they're, they're shouting out your name. You know, when That's you, right. That's, yes, you, exactly. you step yep. uh, step on, on deck there. You know, you're you're treated as as the VIP. Uh-huh. You know, you can uh, you can ask for things, and and they won't say no. You know, at at dinner, you don't like any of the desserts, and you say. Can I have a Mickey ice cream bar? And they bring you a Mickey ice cream bar. And there's no, really? You know, yeah, right. we, we spent, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> developing this dessert, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's like, here So you just go. kind of raising the standard a little bit. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, and there's all that wonderful attention to detail. Absolutely, yeah. On, on, on the ship. And, and, and you miss uh, some of it. You know, I, I wonder how many people have uh, taken a, a shower in, the, in their uh, cabin and failed to look at the shower curtain to see that, yes, that's nautical rope, right. but there are places where it now forms Mickey's head. Uh-huh, yep. You know, yep. Yep. Or, or, or you look in the atrium, and there, there's so much uh, uh, to see, o- almost too much. Uh, yeah, it, you're it, absolutely it's right. Yep. overwhelming. You know, I, I stand out in front of the Walt Disney uh, uh, Theater, and uh, this was about, gosh, a year ago, maybe two years ago. For the first time, I looked up at the ceiling, and I realized there's a Zodiac up there, and it's a Zodiac filled with all Disney characters. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, and, and I thought, <laughs> how many times have I gone into That's, this theater? But I'm so yeah. focused on wanting to go into this theater, yeah. I never took a moment to even just look up. Right. And there's something. That's and, and amazing, so it's yeah. A, it's it's a new experience every time. So I think the effect that Disney has is that it's it's raised the bar. You know, it it's forced people, uh, forced other cruise lines to come up with something um, uh, comparable. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. We'll give you free alcohol. Right. You know. You know, Walt felt that if you were going to have alcohol, you should only serve it in a restaurant because then you can control how much alcohol is being given to a particular person. Uh-huh. And you never let them take that alcohol outside the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, and it, so it's only in an adult-only area. And uh, on the Disney Cruise Line, you can have alcohol. It's just going to cost you an, an, an arm and a leg. That's right. That's you know, right. Just, like, just like those poor parents who, <laughs> you know, at, at the end of the cruise, they get this bill and they yep. go, what are these hundreds of dollars? <laughs> well, your kids were up there in the arcade. Right. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you gave them access to the card, you know. <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> you know, so um, 
Okay, I have a question for you, Wes. Okay. This is an opinion okay. question. Do you have a favorite Disney cruise ship? I do, absolutely. The Disney Wonder is my favorite ship. And why is that? Uh, so, it, you know what? It, there's a few factors, but one um, is a nostalgia factor. It was the first ship that I ever went on. It's the one I've spent the most nights on and the one I've been most on with my family. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I prefer the classic ship to the new dream class ships. I, I like the right. size better. And, uh, you know, I you know, right now it sails a lot of the itineraries that I really like. And I like the the shows the best on the on the, the Disney Wonder um, and so, you know, a few different factors. And so that's... No, no, well, it's the same way. My my favorite would be the Disney Magic. And again, for similar reasons, sure. Sure. It, it was the first ship that I sailed on. So so again, it's like, whoa! <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> yeah, what, is, what, is, what is this? And yeah. also, again, I feel it's a more intimate experience. Totally you know, Tony agree. Baxter described Disneyland as an intimate experience, and Walt Disney World is a spectacular experience. That's right, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I so totally you know, I, I've I've spent uh, uh, I, I've done more sailing on the Disney Dream because again, that's the one that's going out of Port Canaveral right, here for right, just right. three or four days, and I love the Disney Dream. But uh, yeah, it 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 took me the first cruise was more difficult because it took me a while to get adjusted because it just seemed more spread out. For more, sure, yeah. you know. Yep. And absolutely. And yes, yes, all of this is cool, but yeah, the Disney Magic was just sort of fun and, and, and uh, comforting there. So, again, I'm, I'm interested to see what these new larger ships, right, right. massive, yeah. superstructure ships are going to be. That's right. Um, it's because, very, uh, it's, yeah. I was just, I'm sorry to cut you off. It's very cool that, you know, they're, they're basically keeping the passenger number the same, at least yeah. from what we've heard. But, like you said, the, making the, the public spaces. The public areas. And, uh, and probably uh, the state rooms a lot bigger, too. To that or, or, yeah. or whatever. And so... Yeah. You know what? So I'm curious. What what are they 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 going to have? You know, right? Yes. Um, you know, I I didn't even uh, I I've been on the Disney Magic since it went through you know that rehab in sure. uh, uh, 2013 2014. Oh, okay. And, you know, and and that's okay. But but I think the whole design of the ship got sort of jiggled. You know, when you yeah. put in the aqua yep. duck. You know the yeah uh, the there. Yeah. I I'm not. Uh, you know, I know people get excited. Oh yes, look, you can, and you're scooting over, you know, the ocean, all that. But, but in terms of watching the fireworks yeah. at, at night, you know, from the uh, upper deck. Oh, one of my favorite just experiences. Looking at it from the outside, yeah. it looks like somebody has just pasted something onto the side of the ship there. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, well, well, you know, Wes, if if people haven't gotten enough of me, because <laughs> I get enough of me. Uh, I, I, I was a junior high school teacher, yeah. so. Uh, you know, I'm in love with the sound of my own voice. <laughs> so, uh, as we can tell from this podcast, yeah. and and I hope to come back and 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 we'll talk more about the the cruise line. But if people haven't gotten enough of me, you know, a, as you mentioned, uh, I have two new books out called um, uh, "More Secret Stories of Disneyland" uh-huh. and "Extra Secret Stories of Walt Disney World," which is actually the fourth uh, in, in the in the series, awesome. and they're available at amazon.com and themeparkpress.com okay and again i tried to make them because i know people have limited attention spans here uh, they're all just two-page stories uh-huh. and and they're uh, about uh, things that are in plain sight that's great that uh, again i feel we just walk by and and miss so it 
it's things uh, in the parks and at the resorts and in the uh, uh, area out outside the resorts. Uh-huh. And uh, so I'm, you know, I'm I'm very excited about that. And you asked me earlier, am I working on a new book? And yes, I am. I'm working on secret stories of the Disney Cruise Line. Oh, awesome! But 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 that's going to be that's six months to a year away. Okay. So I don't want to get people too excited right now and looking to advance order it because <laughs> it's still in the process of being writing here. Well, okay. And um, and, and again, it's tough because um, you know as well as anybody else. Things at Disney are constantly changing. Oh, of course, oh. yes, yes. You know, so something that you're familiar with seeing, suddenly the next time you go, it's not there. That's or right, Or something yeah. else is there, or, yeah. or you know, uh, everything. But, but you know, there's so many wonderful stories that I think, um, just as I did for the parks, I think so many wonderful stories that people are missing on, on, yeah. on the cruise lines. And, and that's why I'm so excited uh, that uh, you've given me this uh, opportunity here to to share some of those stories with uh, those who who I hope are just as excited yeah. about all of this. Well, uh, Jim, I, I I can tell you I am really excited that you shared these stories. I this has been a lot of fun and was really kind of exactly what I was hoping to to get when uh, when oh, I originally reached out to you. So I I really really appreciate it. Um, and I think it's great that you're writing a book about it. Um, I will certainly, uh, be looking forward to that whenever that comes out. And, yeah, uh, because there's plenty of books about, you know, what to do on a cruise, oh, of course. And yeah, absolutely. How, how to get the best price yep. and yep. what to do with your kids and all that. But I didn't see any book out there about, you know, this is why this is here. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. No, nope. you know, and so. Well, one yeah. of the one of the reasons I reached out to you is because I was sort of trying to to get some information on my own, um, and I was like, man, I, I know all this stuff, and and I'm finding the same thing at every you know source that mm-hmm. I come to, and you know, I was like, I, I really just wish I could get some some I uh, I, I want something that nobody else knows, or, you know, or, or yeah. a new insight. And again, that that's what you have to do as a as a Disney historian, sure. is, you know. But but again. For me, I have never had a bad experience on um, uh, a Disney cruise, and and I've just enjoyed it. And uh, sometimes I've gone by myself because I've I've done presentations on a cruise. Uh, sometimes I've gone with uh, friends and family, and it's a different experience each time. And people always say, you know, is it worth the money? For me, I feel that I'm getting more value than what I'm paying. Yes, yep. That's I say the same thing. Well, Jim, again, thank you so much. Um, this has been a lot of fun, a lot of great stories. Um, and I will, I'll certainly, you know, tweet out some, uh, some information about how they can find your, uh, your, your books and, uh, thank you, you know, so much. post it on, post it on our, our Facebook page. So, uh, get the word out there. And, um, and again, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a lot of fun, been a pleasure. And, and, uh, and I'm more than welcome to come back if, that's if awesome. the, the listeners want me to and you want me to. Sure. Uh, g- give me a shout out. Uh, I will because, definitely do that. You know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm full of stories. I'm full of something. <laughs> I think it's stories. But, it's, <laughs> but uh, you know, there there's some more, uh, you know, little secrets, uh, you know, yeah. uh, that, uh, gee, 
you know, maybe you'd like to know these things. Well, uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure if uh, if you want me to have you on before you uh, get your book out there, because then listen, you know, I got kinda... more than enough secrets. Okay. <laughs> and again, one of the things that I love doing too yep. is getting that information out. So if I'm wrong, yeah, I can be corrected there before go. it goes in print. There you go. Or somebody else out there, and this happens oftentimes. They uh-huh. go. My dad worked on da 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 and you know, he has this and, and we have these blueprints for this. Are you interested? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well well maybe yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Maybe we'll 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 get some time set up sometime in the future to do some uh some uh, Disney Cruise secrets with Jim. Okay. All right. So uh that's and, awesome. And and for all of you listening, may all your Disney dreams come true. Awesome. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question or leave a comment or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.